Say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession. I will meditate in it day and night, Monday through Friday, a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now everything I touch turns to success in Jesus' name. Father, again, we honor you. We bless you. Anoint us with ears to hear. Give me the words to speak as we continue to walk in revelation, knowledge, and insight that will lead us into a good place in your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You all may be seated. I don't think I will be long before you today. It's a special day. and But I'm excited, as always, to share the Word of God. How many of you all have been blessed by the series, The King and the Outlaw? Amen. So once again, open with me to the book of Matthew chapter 16. Glad to see our visitors here today, families here today. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, it says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I was taught by my father that the Bible is God speaking to me. He said the Bible is the word of God, the word of God is the will of God, and the will of God is what God wants for me. My dad would go on to say, and when I do what God wants for me to do, he blesses me. Amen. But I believe with all of my heart that when I read scriptures, uh, for the most part, it's God speaking to me. In some instances, he's talking to other people or about some things. But I always want to find out, what is God saying to me? And I believe just as Peter was with Jesus that day, you and I are with Jesus today. And God is saying, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That whatever you bind on the earth, while he seated seated in heaven... He said, whatever you bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. It's like he's saying, I got your back. No matter what you're up against, if you bind something, you exercise authority over it, I've got your back. It'll be bound in heaven. He went on to saying, whatever you loose on earth, that's what keys do. They, They lock and they unlock. You know, something's locked up, it's bound, right? When something's loosed, it's it's unlocked. And so he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. My assignment today, I want to show you from the word of God that Jesus has already given you the keys that you need to take possession of what he has already given to you. 
He gave it to you, and then he gave you the keys so you could go and access it. Amen? So we've been in a series for some time now, and I hope that you don't feel like it's going too long, because it's way too important for that. Amen? And uh, we've been learning that there is the king of kings, Jesus. And in the earth, there's outlaws, the devil, demons, and evil spirits. But we have been given authority over them. Say it out loud. I have the keys of the kingdom. We've been meditating on the truth that Jesus has intentionally left us here with the devil and these evil spirits. See, like if you're just hearing that for the first time or if that sounds like it doesn't make sense to you, you really need to go back and catch up. Because we've learned that we were left here intentionally with the devil. Now, he's a defeated foe. All of the fallen angels that fell with him that once operated with authority in the earth, they are defeated. You could ask, you know, well, why didn't, you know, when Jesus came to destroy the devil, why didn't he just take them and cast them into the lake of fire and then we could be in life without? But we learned that they're allowed to be here for a set time. But in his heart and mind, he's given us everything we ever need to deal with the devil. I beat him up. <laughs> I, I, I took all of his authority. I gave you dominion over him. And I gave you the keys. So you ought to be able to handle it. Come on, somebody. Amen. So we've been meditating on this truth. But he has also given us a command to occupy until he comes. And that word occupy is like a military occupation where you're supposed to go in and control and possess the land and, 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 and deal with all of the enemy forces that would be. That's what he said in Luke chapter 19, verse 30. Occupy till I come. That means control and possess. So we've been talking about lately taking possession. Of your land. Last week talked about not being afraid of the giants that are in your land. But in taking possession, uh, God is saying to us today, use your key. Use your key. I, yeah, I, I, not, I know I'm not to be afraid, and I've got to go take possession. And, and in some cases, there's folks living in our stuff. There's folks driving our stuff. There's folks in our work positions. Come on. There's folks. How do we dispossess what he has given us? How do we take possession of it? God is saying to you today, use your key. Come on, say it out loud. Use your key. Use your key. Tasha Cobb has a beautiful song. And in a part of the song, she says, use your key, use your key. And then what she's saying is use your voice, whatever key that you're singing in, and worship God, and you're going to penetrate into a new level. Use your key. I, I gave the illustration uh, about my wife's BMW. She reminded me it's a $55,000 BMW that we were actually able to get for $30,000 cash. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Looked at that sticker and still got it in the glove box. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> Praise God. But we are blessed. Paid cash for it, only free and clear. And if I were to give the key to Joshua, I see, man, he just keeps coming to church week after week after week. That's the, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? He's, he's in his 20s. Amen. I love it. But if I were to give uh, Joshua that key, uh, he could take possession. He's supposed to control it. Uh, 
So let's say that he lost control of it. Somehow somebody else took possession of it. I gave it to him, but now somebody else has got it. But I got the other key. <laughs> I come to him. I'm like, hey, where's the BMW? Oh, man, see what had happened was. I want to hear all of that. Where's the car, right? And so we locate it, but somebody else is driving it. They're using it for work. They're using it for pleasure. They're going here and there. But I got the other key. I got the title deed to it. You can park it there if you want to. But come back, it'll be gone. Because I got it. With the papers. Come on, somebody. What do I have to do? I have to use the key. Now, I could go up there with, with my hat in the hand and say, you know, would you please, Joshua, that's not Joshua's. I was letting Joshua use that. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Can you give me the, can you give it back to me? No. What do I need to do? I need to take it back. And the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence for way too long, but it's the violent that take it by force. So I want to talk to you today about using your key. Jesus has given you the keys to control and possess and take possession of all the things God has given to you that pertain to life and godliness. He has already given you the keys to all the things that God has already given you. We saw it in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. That through God, through his divine power, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Amen. Say amen to that. So let's talk about what may be the most important key that you have been given. And that is the name of Jesus. When did he give you the key? Do you even have the key? When did you get it? Praise God. Well, if we follow sequence in what we have learned, he left heaven, came here, lived, did the works of God, was put on the cross, died. God raised him from the dead. But while he was in hell, he defeated the devil and took the keys from Satan. We saw it in Revelation chapter 1. He said, I am he that was alive. I am alive and am to come. And he says, and I have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. We know that when he was raised from the dead, he saw his disciples. And he said, all authority. I kind of do it like I'm shaking keys, amen. Because he had the keys, midnight and physically, you know. But he said, all authority. I've got access to everything in heaven and on earth. And now you go as a result of this. So we know when he got the keys... But when did he give you the keys? Do you even have the keys? Because you, God is saying, take possession of it. Well, how are you going to do it? You got to use the key. Well, where's the key? I'm going to give you the keys today. Come on, somebody. I'm going to make sure you see when you got them and so you can know how to use them. Amen. All right. So real quick, in John chapter 14, we saw this at the end of the message last week. This is Jesus giving you the key through his word. So you can have assurance through his word 
that you have the key. Look at what he said in John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go unto my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name, what will happen? Say it out loud. I will do it. Now notice, first thing he says, he says, whoever believes in me, is there anybody in church or online that believes in Jesus? Come on, let me see your hand if you believe in Jesus. He said, if any man believes in me, Listen, because we believe in him. He said, the works that I do, he'll do also. And he'll do greater works because I'm going unto the Father. Do you believe that? Now, that's a big statement. Jesus did some amazing works. But you know the most significant work was he undid what Satan did. He came to destroy. Listen, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy, listen, the works of the devil. Woo! I got to put this down for a minute. He that believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What did he do? He came into the earth and he destroyed the works of the devil. The devil's been working in your life, working in your family, working through your generations. And now, because you believe in Jesus, you are to go and destroy the works of the devil. The works that I do, he'll do also. He undid what Satan did. What has Satan done in your life? Destroyed marriages. Destroyed finances. Destroyed bodies. Glory to God. And you have now been authorized to undo it. So that's the first thing he said. The works that I do, you'll do also. And then he went to the next verse. And he said, <clears throat> whatever you ask in my name, I'm going to do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, now pause here for a moment. If you believe in Jesus, then he said, whatever you ask in my name, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to make sure it happens. What is he doing? He's giving you the key. Come on. He's, he's giving you the key. He's giving you access. He says, whatever you ask in my name, I'm going to make sure it happens. Does that sound like he's giving you authorization to use his name? Let's say you work for, you know, the CEO, the, you know, important person on the job, and they've given you authority to use their name to make purchases or to deal, uh, to do business. Come on, somebody. You understand that? That's very, very significant. And if you didn't get it the first time, he repeats it the second time. He says it in verse number 14. What, is, what does he say here in verse number 14? He says, if, if you ask anything, did he say it twice? Verse 13, he said, whatever you ask him in name, I'll do it. Then he said it in verse 14. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, is that giving you authority? Yeah. 
So uh, what I need, because there's jobs that you need to take possession of. There are businesses that you need to take possession of. There, there, there are other things. There are relationships that you need to take possession of. You need to take control. Have you ever had a relationship spin out of control? Or, or is going out of control or running out of control? Well, you need to take possession. You need to take control of that by using the name that's above every name. Ah, oh, this is going to be real easy. I'm almost done. Look at the next one in John chapter 15. Now, that's John 14, so don't be confused about what I'm about to show you. In John chapter 15, verse 16, he said, you didn't choose me. Jesus was a bad man. Come on, somebody. He's like, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I think, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little strong today. Today's Father's Day. I'm going I'm to go home and tell my wife, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Come on, give, give me, you going to get me and you in trouble. <laughs> he said, oh, oh. His, his, his wife sitting right behind him, man. He'd <laughs> be like, Pastor, get out ride. You give me a ride. <laughs> but Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and be productive. Get it done. Well, how are you going to do that? Look, he says, and that your future should, should remain that whatever you ask the Father, come on, here it is again, in my name. He'll do what? He may give it you. Now, this is powerful. This is Jesus giving you the key. He said it in chapter 14. I don't know how many weeks or days or hours in between, but he's really trying to get the, a point across. And what I'm trying to get across to you today is in order for you to take possession of your career, in order for you to take possession of your life, the life that you want to live, in order for you to take possession of the relationships that you want and want to have, in order for you to take possession of the vehicles and the houses and the things that you want to have. Listen, God doesn't want you to live just an average life. He wants to... You to live exceedingly, abundantly above and beyond all that you could ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in you. That name of Jesus that's working on the inside of you. So he says that I have appointed you. I have commanded you. I have told you, occupy until I come and I gave you the key. One last one and then we'll go from here. So that was John chapter 15. Just whichever one is the next one in my list. There we go. John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. He says, in, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Verse 24 says, and until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now watch this. Verse 23. Do you think he's trying to get a point across before he leaves the planet? He told him in Matthew, which was early on. He said, I'm giving you all the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loose. And then later as he gets to literally the end of his life. I mean, after John 16, he says a prayer in John 17. 
you know, he gets taken in John 18, 19. He's being crucified, raised from the dead in chapter 21, uh, and shows himself uh, in chapter 20, and then shows himself alive to everybody. So this is literally the end of his ministry. And it's like the last things that he's saying before he goes to the Father. He tells him in chapter 14, whatever you ask in my name, it'll be done. I'll do it. Come on. Then in chapter 15, he said, whatever you ask in my name, my Father will do it. And then he said, he said, ask and you'll receive. He, he said, ask. Ask in my name and it will be given to you. Is he trying to get a point across? Look at verse 23. He says, in that day, I believe with all my heart, that day is this day. Because this is after the resurrection of Jesus. See, he's on this side of the resurrection telling him, telling them certain things. And he says, after I die and after I'm raised from the dead in that day, you won't need to ask me anything. But whatever you ask the Father in my name, he is going to give it to you. Then he goes to the next one. He says, and up until now, you've asked. No, you haven't been using my name. They didn't use his name. He said, and up until now, you've asked me have nothing in my name. But he says, ask and do what? Come on, ask and do what? That's what's going to happen. When you learn how to use the key, come on. When somebody else might be living in it, when somebody else might be driving in it, somebody else might be walking in it, somebody else might be experiencing it. When you take possession of what God has given you, I'm here to tell you, can't nobody take it from you. Hallelujah. When you use your key, you will receive. And guess what happens after you receive? Your joy. Come on. What happens after you receive? Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm going to close with this. Ask and receive that your joy may be full. There are some things that we've been asking for. There have been some things that we've been demanding, praise God. But I'm here to tell you when joy comes, when joy comes. Have you ever been there when you asked God for something and you received it? It's like joy unspeakable and full of the glory of God. Amen. Every time I I get a little bit closer to manifestation, my feet start to move. Come on, somebody. (laughs) What's happening? I'm getting ready to run. Yeah, you ever been at the, the, at the, at the, at the traffic light? And you see somebody and they're just standing right here. What are they doing? They're waiting to take off, right? Man, when manifestation happens, my feet get to moving because I'm about to start running. Why? Joy has come. Joy has come. So we've got to learn how to use the key the right way. So that we can use that name and receive what he has and then go on and get something else and receive what he has. And go on and accomplish something and be fruitful in it so that our joy can be full. Amen. Amen. Stand up on your feet with me if you would. Hallelujah. So let me ask you a question. Do you have the key? One more time. Do you have the key? Where did you get it? I got it through the words of Jesus in John 14. I got it through the words of Jesus in John 15. I got it through the words of Jesus in John 16. Even Paul came back in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. He says, and whatever you do, 
in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. That means in do, you, you're supposed to use the word, use the name. In everything you say, use the name. In everything you do, use the name so that God can get the glory. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you today for your words. You've given us access to the keys of the kingdom. We receive them by faith. And so from this day forward, whatever we do, we don't do it in our own name, in our own authority, in our own strength. We do it in the authority that Jesus has given us in his name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving or walking except those that have been assigned. If you're here today and you haven't received Jesus, then you haven't received your keys. You receive Jesus and you become one who believes in him. And then you get to do what he did and even greater works than these. I want to lead you in a word of prayer. And if you're present today, I know many of you, so many of you are here and you are born again. But if you're here and you're not, if you mean this prayer, God will become your father. Jesus will become your Lord. Then if you're you're here and you've gotten into some sin and you've done some things, repent. He said, confess. He's faithful and just to forgive you. Don't stay in the mud. Let him wash you through his word. So I also want you to pray this prayer. Mean it from your heart. and, And God will minister to you. So for all of us here, whether we're saved or being saved or those that are coming back in the right standing, if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. Say it out loud. God in heaven, I thank you for this message and for this experience in your presence. I believe that Jesus is your son. He died on the cross. I believe you raised him from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. I repent for my sins, the things I've said and done that are not pleasing to you. I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, I'm born again. I'm in right standing with you. I'm restored to fellowship. Now help me live a victorious Christian life. Strengthen me and give me your Holy Spirit. I receive today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give them a hand clap. Praise God. Amen.